Strategy and Insider, exploring future trends and their impacts. Welcome to the fifth episode of our Strategy and Insider podcast, where we aim to explore some of the most critical future trends and their impacts. My name is Thomas Solbach. I'm a partner at Strategy and, and I'm the host of the first Strategy and Insider podcast season. And in that season, we do discuss the most fundamental questions in healthcare with various experts from this sector, including a bioinformatician, a physician, a global pharma executive, as well as last time, a serial health entrepreneur and successful investor. So with Georg Matthijs, I did talk about uh, IAI technology and how it can help to revive the patient-physician relationship by relieving doctors from certain labor-intense tasks that provide them more time for their actual patients. For me, this conversation with one of Germany's pioneering founders in the healthcare sector was truly inspiring. And on that note, I'm equally thrilled and honored to welcome Dr. Hamid Al-Hashemi to today's episode. Dr. Hamid is the Director of Strategy, Performance and Risk Management at the Department of Health here in Abu Dhabi. He will shed some light on our topic, the future of healthcare. So Dr. Hamid is an economist by train who studied at very renowned universities such as Watt, Harvard and INSEAD and prior to his current role in the Department of Health that he started about four years ago, he did hold very impressive positions such as, for example, uh, the director role of strategy and performance management at the Abu Dhabi Executive Council where he was leading big transformations for numerous state-based agencies or he was also prior to that more focusing on the oil and gas sector where his and his colleagues ultimately aim was to make this sector future ready in his region. So very warm welcome, Hamed. I'm really honored that we have the time now to spend together discussing the future of health. Thank you, Thomas, for hosting me. Let me first say thank you for the great scenery that we're having here. We're both sitting in front of the Arabian Gulf, um, seeing the, the sunlight outside, and it's a great experience up until here so far. But before diving into any of the content, it would really be great if you can share a little about your personal drivers, what motivates you beside the great work that you're doing here in the region? Uh, first of all, thank you. Thank you, Thomas, for hosting me to this uh, podcast. And actually, my background is uh, both engineering and economist. And uh, the last uh, 15 years, uh, my focus was on around strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, so strategizing around the whole of government, mm -hmm. uh, but also specific to certain industries like in the oil and gas, as well as in the economic policy planning. Mm -hmm. And right now, uh, my contribution focus around uh, the transformation of the, uh, the healthcare. My interest and uh, passion, and this is related to the things that have been doing the past, is about how to build capabilities. Mm -hmm. So how to help uh, different organizations, uh, entities to build uh, capabilities that will help them to, to change, transform and do things differently. And I've done this work uh, previously uh, across the uh, Abu Dhabi government. Uh, this is when we uh, initiated the big transformation in terms of uh, policy making, planning, uh, strategy uh, across all the, the whole of government. So uh, this is my interest. Uh, it's about uh, building capabilities and supporting different entities in their journey of transformation. 
Got it. So that that's kind of the red string that you have been following through your career, career yes. um, that you did apply in oil and gas, but also now in transforming the healthcare sector in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Very interesting. Looking at your very impressive CV, you did travel a lot, particularly during study times. What were for you when you went out the biggest learning that you made in your time when being in the US, for instance, and how does that help in your daily life back now in Abu Dhabi? Uh, traveling is, uh, has been uh, very uh, beneficial to me in terms of uh, life as well as in, in career. Mm -hmm. Coming from uh, UAE, when uh, you go abroad, uh, whether in the US, I spent a lot of time in the US, but as well as in uh, UK mm -hmm. uh, during my studies and also during the interactions of different projects, different programs across uh, Europe. And uh, the main benefit, uh, the main benefits that personally I get is about uh, seeing other people, getting different perspectives. And uh, the interesting point about how people look at issues, mm -hmm. uh, challenges differently than uh, sometimes us. And which uh, sometimes also uh, depends on how you start your perspective, your solution will be, uh, will be determined. So uh, dealing with different uh, culture, different uh, uh, people, uh, different background, the diversity brings uh, richness and the contribution when you go, go back to home and work with uh, different ministries or uh, departments. And this helps us to uh, move the needles uh, slowly and sometime in a big time. And this only will come when, once we explore the experiences, the, uh, the geniuses available across the other countries. Okay. And you have seen that US and UK or Europe version of culture and, and people behavior and, and systems there and you're now in Abu Dhabi of course mm -hmm. what's the main difference for you between the Western and the Arabian world in, in terms of culture and, and, and systems? Uh, in terms of uh, culture and systems uh, certainly the uh, The work environment, a little bit mm -hmm. uh, different. Uh, the pace of change uh, mm -hmm. is a little bit different. And uh, making things happen uh, is different. In a way, if you look at Abu Dhabi or uh, UAE, uh, we have very much kind of a lean structure. Mm -hmm. And once there is a good uh, policy change that need to be done, a change or a project that will be executed, things can move uh, faster. And uh, uh, somehow this also puts uh, us uh, in uh, stressful kind of a situation in terms of because the expectation that once the vision is clear, leadership they determine what is needed, then the expectation that things will be uh, then uh, executed uh, fast. Uh, we have uh, done different projects across the different uh, uh, culture, uh, different mm -hmm. organizations within uh, UAE, whether in oil and gas or in terms of the healthcare. What we have observed that the ideation process and the execution, uh, there are different kinds of uh, differentiation, how ideation done uh, elsewhere when it comes to Europe and other countries, and also in terms of execution. We are, I think we, we are good in terms of the, uh, the execution element. We get mm -hmm. things done fast. Uh, and the big learning that we're getting from other uh, countries is how to make sure the ideation process done in very structured uh, process and exploring and uh, being collective and inclusive of the various uh, parties in the, the community and the, the society. Yeah. 
as you rightly say, make things happen in pace of change. It, I mean, we're now having mid-December and again, sitting in front of a sunny beach here. We had a very thrilling get-together today where you brought in, in a room together regulators, payers, providers and also other healthcare players into kind of a, a summit talking about the future of healthcare and the future care model in Abu Dhabi and probably in the region more broadly. What is your vision of the future healthcare or future care model? I think uh, this is the whole exercise what we're trying to do now. The vision is not coming from a person, and this is what we want to actually to avoid, mm -hmm. uh, to have a personalized view what is going to be the future of the healthcare. Yeah. And the sense of having this forum and uh, retreat or the engagement, we're bringing uh, all the key stakeholders within the, the sector, as you said, the providers, the payers, both from the public and the private sector, and as well as some academy representative uh, that of the some of the investors that are available in uh, UAE, but also some of the uh, technology companies yeah. uh, taking into consideration that the change will be driven by digital and the uh, technology that is happening typically in other industries, how we're going to replicate it and adapt it within uh, the healthcare. So what we're trying to do is uh, somehow to uh, capitalize on the knowledge that is available within the different players, uh, since like having a collective genius within the system, and together we create the vision and the future of the healthcare. And uh, in the past, we were working Uh, side, a, by side, side by side, side which yeah. uh, doesn't work yeah. uh, well. We do our own programs. The providers, they will execute a different kind of uh, uh, direction and at the same time, the payers. And uh, what we thought, I mean, uh, for in 2019, this kind of uh, working relationship is not helping us mm. as uh, a country uh, and the sector. And we wanted to have a different approach in terms of uh, how we co-design and co-create the vision and the future of the healthcare in Abu Dhabi. Mm -hmm. And this is only going to happen once you bring the uh, different player around uh, one table, yeah. understanding the issues as well as understanding the global trends, what's happening elsewhere, what does it mean for us within Abu Dhabi, and what it will make sense as a team, as an ecosystem as a whole, to set the future roadmap, the different future pathways that will help us to getting into the collective kind of uh, outcomes that we want to have for our patients. So bringing the best of all the various players together in a room and, and not having the single voice defining its single future of something, yeah? but having a collective get-together and a converging interest level here. What we we're seeing and also the study that we have been running and you know that a lot has been around personalized preventative measures around individuals yeah, where you uh, comprehensively support doctors through structured data analytics and embedding basically digital health into everyday life of people so that it kind of feels natural to them what is your perspective and how do you get basically the individual like the patient or the person who is probably even healthy for the time being, how do you get that in the center of your interest level from regulation, from a payer and from a provider perspective? If we look at the previous strategies, not only for us as the Department of Health in Abu Dhabi, but also other regions, maybe other countries, and there is most of the strategies, uh, they will 
talk about the verticals within a typical healthcare. We will address the how to improve the access, also how to be efficient in terms mm-hmm. of our operations and uh, financial efficiency, and also how to improve quality, some element about prevention, governance, and maybe digital. Mm-hmm. And from our experience uh, over the last two and maybe uh, four years, mm-hmm. we found that this model, uh, maybe we need to re- uh, look at it because the patient element is not there, neither the physician. And we don't foresee that this kind of uh, model or framework will be helpful if we wish to transform the healthcare. Uh, patient has to be uh, the center of whatever we are yeah. uh, doing and executing, but also the front line in terms of the physicians, they uh, need to be onboarded uh, in terms of uh, setting the direction for the future. Otherwise, we will not be able to strategize uh, properly having integrated content of care that will benefit the patient. And on that note, because as you rightly say, you need to take along the existing system to make a a change happen, right? So you have physicians that are treating, that are diagnosing out in the market, and they need in future probably to become health coaches rather than someone who is diagnosing and, and taking care of sickness. How open do you think your system in Abu Dhabi is to make that change viable in future? Because it's not enough, obviously, to run a small pilot in a subset of doctors, but to scale that and and let everyone kind of participate in that. How open do you see that? Uh, We are open, but maybe we'll address the point that you raise about data Mm -hmm. and how to deal, bring data and physicians Mm -hmm. together. We are same as other uh, healthcare entities or uh, organizations. We want to move into data. We want to bring uh, AI into that elements. However, also at the same time, we don't want to uh, uh, burden the physicians with all of this uh, data. In terms of data, so is available. What is missing is about how to make a better synthesis about mm-hmm. uh, the data. And uh, we have launched uh, the Health Information Exchange this year. And uh, by end of this year, actually in December, we're going to cover 70% of the number of episodes that being transacted in the sector will be uh, visible within the Health Information Exchange. or so it's what an we electronic call health record system. Yes. 70%. Uh, so 70% of the number of episodes, uh, uh-huh. which is roughly 50% of the uh, bid capacity. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully by end of next year, we're going to cover uh, all the facilities, the hospitals, the cleaning, the pharmacies into that uh, platform. Can I just probe into that? Because mm-hmm. we also talked about speed beforehand to make things happen. Yes. How long did it take you from making a decision that this is your future where you want to have it going until here until when you have the 100 percent okay in terms of making a decision we have been talking about having the the health information change maybe uh, five years back Mm -hmm. and uh, however we were looking at the experiences of other uh, countries Mm -hmm. and what we found uh, not all of HIEs has been successful in delivering the outcomes desired And uh, we were hesitant to uh, pursue that uh, Mm -hmm. project till two years back Mm -hmm. because technology has changed. And also there is more clarity about not only having the uh, clinical records, but 
what else could be done uh, once this data will be available? So we're having now more tools, more uh, solutions that you can do something with it. it. uh, But the good point for Abu Dhabi, when we decided Mm-hmm. to uh, execute this project. It was in 2017. <laughs> and it took us uh, a very quick decision. We presented the government the proposal through uh, a public-private uh, partnership. So we selected the uh, the, the, vendor uh, the vendors, the we yeah. put them together, and we structured the deal. And uh, within two years, from 2017 to 2020, the whole project will be completed. Completed in a scale where I don't think other also countries have done it within this uh, yeah, the, period. I mean, it's amazing to Normally see that. Normally it takes seven years time, or yeah. ten years. Or longer. Uh, or longer. And yeah. uh, We're going to have it actually within Abu Dhabi, uh, within the tree, uh, I mean by next year, that will cover all the public, private, the facilities, even the uh, pharmacies and the labs. So all will be under one uh, one platform. And is that that the data that is actually put from the pharmacy, from the doctor's place, and you named it, are they then interoperable to each other? Is that uh, kind of linked up already? Or how how do you see that shaking up? Uh, Okay, one of the big challenges when you do this kind of project, how to standardize the data. Obviously. Uh, The quality of the data, the variables. And this is the success already been done now. Mm -hmm. If you look at the lab data, you have two systems uh, globally. Mm -hmm. And the discussion was, do we let the uh, labs submit data as they have, or maybe we select one kind of a standard of reporting the uh, lab data. Uh, we moved into an approach where we keep it as it is, mm-hmm. as of now, and the system will have to make sure that this data are uh, interoperable. As you are moving speedily from 2017 to 2020, I mean, just three years. Also here, taking a long society, how do you ensure trust in, in your people that they are willing to to see that happening? Uh, I, I can only imagine it is a challenge yeah, to, to have that trust yeah. installed in people. Yeah, uh, Trust is very uh, important, uh, not only for the data itself, mm-hmm. but also when we speak about uh, transforming the healthcare into virtual care. Yeah, we have some voices uh, that people trust the system, mm-hmm. but also there are people worries about the system as if it is now. And imagine once we evolve the system, uh, the healthcare system into virtual care, telemedicine, telehealth, and the concept of or the issue of how to generate trust within the new kind of model of care, it becomes an important factor. And what we're trying to do is to figure out how to uh, generate this trust. Uh, And this will only happen once uh, there is transparency to the patient and uh, there is a close engagement uh, with the patient uh, on how we deal with their data, Mm. but as well as... Uh, virtual care and digital health in general is, uh, is an add-on into the existing infrastructure till we get at the stage gradually that we move into the big transformation yeah. and uh, looking also who's our audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we look at the big transformation, we're not looking as the existing patient. 
we're designing a system, a platform for the youth, uh, those who are the people that will demand this kind yeah. of services, but also for the elderly. Uh, so it has to uh, address the trust of the uh, existing kind of society, but also youth, future uh, the yeah. future yeah. Uh, that who will be utilizing uh, a big majority of the services. And, and I very much like your point around, well, trust you need to earn yeah, over time and maintain over time uh, which is not to misuse the data of course which is one angle to trust building but the other angle that you alluded to earlier is we need to have proper benefits to the patient or to society that we have use cases to put on the data that we are generating in one place or bring into one place uh, in order to give something back because that also will drive not only transparency but also benefits to patients and trust ultimately and this is what we uh, we have done uh, in one of the solutions that we're providing to the society we launching what we call the my health coach okay so what we are using is uh, an app mm -hmm. that address uh, to nudging people to be active and also to be healthy and the good thing about this uh, app uh, it links directly to your personal data so uh, people they log in to the app with their uh, ID mm -hmm. and automatically the system will read their own data and the value proposition is we have the patient data but then there is an added benefit in terms of linking this data to how they eat how they are uh, being active to lifestyle basically to the lifestyle wow. uh, giving them advice notification in terms of the risk profile if they continue this kind of habit of exercise or not taking their proper kind of uh, nutrition, then you have this kind of engagement that, yes, we are uh, using your data as a community or as a person, but then in return, we are engaging with the society in terms of caring about health, making sure that they, staying, they are staying healthy. Yeah, and I, I can clearly see the benefit of that, as you call it, my health coach, because once you uploaded your data and continuously to do so, if you move from one hospital to the next hospital, you're taking your data with you and you don't need to re-explain what uh, potentially you had as previous diagnostics and measures on that. Um, so there's clearly a benefit to that. How do you see the acceptance in in Abu Dhabi and the cultural aspect to actually adopt this My Health Coach. Is that something that people will be using uh, more frequently once on the market or how do you see that so happening? So uh, this now at the stage of the, the pilot. Uh -huh. So we have uh, piloted the uh, My Health Coach within Department of Health. Okay. And uh, we're aiming to uh, launch it uh, formally uh, in January during the Arab Health. Mm -hmm. And it will be open to, uh, initially, we intended to have it for all the government employees, mm -hmm. around 50,000 employees, they will have uh, wow. access to this data. But then decision was taken. Well, actually, uh, we'll have the government employees, but then anybody can uh, log in and download the app and start using it. Wow. Very much looking forward to that and would love to redo such a podcast in about Uh, not five years from now because it's much more quickly here it seems but more in two years from now yeah? so probably kind of an invite already having said that there is also multinational companies like let's take Amazon for the time being Amazon has partnered with JP Morgan and Berkshire Hathaway kind of taking care of their employees. Yeah? So they are an employer and by definition also a payer to their employees at the same time Amazon did 
buy out Pillpack. So they become a wholesaler or became a wholesaler kind of in the same period where they joined that joint ventureship. Also, Amazon has building their first clinics, also even piloting a virtual primary care clinic and recently also putting out something called Amazon Medical Transcribe that sits in between a patient-physician dialogue and, and automatically transcribes that conversation into an EHR record. So in essence, they are virtually disintermediating all the players taking care of a patient's life. How do you see that? Is, is that kind of a model that you're looking into and learn from? Is that something that you can even think of at some point partnering with? Or where do you where do you see that happening? Or yeah, if you share your perspective on that. In general, I mean, we are very much open to uh, collaborate across uh, different companies and mm -hmm. also industries. We see the, the trends, the global trends, uh, what is happening in terms of companies uh, like uh, having the platform kind of a model and a business. Mm -hmm. And it's something that uh, we uh, foresee that something is going to happen, uh, a big transformation within the healthcare. Mm -hmm. And the whole purpose, even for our uh, this forum that we're having uh, for the last two days, is to understand what does it mean for us as Department of Health and also as a sector, how we want to position ourselves across all of these uh, changes. Mm -hmm. Do we plug in into uh, and collaborate with the this kind of uh, giant uh, players mm -hmm. or we generate our own platform and uh, wish somehow this stage this is the thinking yeah uh, taking the consideration also we started already having around actually 12 use cases mm -hmm. uh, dealing with different uh, technology companies uh, we uh, sometimes they approach us or we approach them and the proposition we have we're going to open up the system in terms of the data then what the value proposition that you're going to have to us in terms of the solutions, yeah. uh, either addressing a specific kind of a solution or coming up with a different kind of framework of uh, collaboration. So we're looking at different dimensions mm -hmm. in terms of the local environment. Can we have our own platform that will integrate the patient, the uh, providers, the, the mark and creating our own marketplace. Mm -hmm. So this is one proposal and one discussion that we're having. The other uh, discussions is, okay, uh, let's realize that what other opportunities that we have that we could collaborate with the companies that they're having already programs. We know that they are looking for introducing a big change into the, uh, the healthcare. Yeah, and, and if I understand correctly, it's kind of a parallel approach, building your own pilots and seeing whether you can do that out of your own hands at the same time, remaining open uh, to discussions with others. And to me personally, I think you're anyway doing some sort of no regret moves for the time being because as soon as you start those kind of discussions, they first of all ask, so what type of data do you have? How interoperable are they? And how longitudinal are they? And this is what you're kind of building up anyway, regardless of whether you do it on your own with them or, or a combination of the two. And actually we are working now. Uh, we started to uh, define what we call is the uh, data platform, data lake, uh, where we bringing different sources of data 
at the first stage is uh, data that we have been building and coming from the claim management system. We had it for uh, 10 years. It has both the financial as well as some clinical data. Now we have Melafi and the Health Information Exchange and also we have my health coach and other the pair that uh, data, the uh, screening data, the notification. So we bring all of this data into one uh, platform and we're hoping at some stage even we'll include some social determinant uh, data. Of health. Of oh. health. And uh, this will be an interesting case for uh, us and also for other uh, companies once they see and also the bioinformatics. We launched the genomic project, so that's also another set of data that will be available, but we don't want data to be uh, sitting in silos. So what we'll be working next year is to build the data into one platform. Yeah. And then uh, interesting discussion could be happening with other local and also international providers what we can do with this richness of data that will be available and we will be ready to uh, develop kind of a different business model with different parties around uh, this data. Yeah, And what became very clear today during the summit, having discussed with one of the doctors there, uh, he was actually mentioning uh, an app, uh, um, a visual app that uh, people can use for spotting their melanoma risk or whether you have a melanoma onset already and what works well for Caucasians because of the more pale skin um, isn't a plug and play into Abu Dhabi and its region because you have a, a slightly different skin, right? And and the readout needs to be different and the algorithm needs to be different. So a plug and play from the big giants, as you rightly say, so just to copy here isn't going to, to do the trick in the end. And actually, we had some of the 12 cases that I mentioned that the use cases is about having an understanding of the risks mm -hmm. uh, within the data that we have. Mm -hmm. So risk for in US or UK is different than the risk that we have in uh, Abu Dhabi in UAE. Yeah. So we uh, launched two uh, engagement, one about the cancer and one about uh, diabetes. Mm -hmm. So we're taking all of this data that is available and then we what we are trying to develop an algorithm that will predict the risk of an, uh, a person when they're going to get uh, a heart attack or uh, getting, uh, you know, uh, diabetic based on the context and the data that reflecting uh, UE. Mm -hmm. So reflecting the lifestyle, reflecting the quality of life that we have in here, which is a big difference from copying Uh, data set from uh, yeah. outside. The risks are different. Uh. And also, as you say, uh, diabetes, I mean, I can't remember the exact rate, but it's something in the range of 25% yeah, of your population is exactly. at risk or is having type 2 diabetes. I mean, if you would control that better, if you would prevent that better through better exercising, more conscious nutrition and, and alike you also bring sustainability back into your system. And that's a sustainability you can reinvest into building up better data infrastructure or primary care clinics and what have you. I guess that's also a driver behind that, looking into diabetes, isn't it? Of course. I mean, diabetes, uh, this is uh, one of the big challenges yeah. uh, for us in uh, UAE and similarly in the region. And this is related to the lifestyle that we have. 
and uh, also the element of people maybe still not educated, not aware mm-hmm. about uh, healthy eating, uh, how to, the importance of exercising, and I'm sure also other countries uh, from our data suffering from the same kind of dilemma of the diabetes. Uh, You also recently announced something, literally a couple of days back, beginning of December, your uh, genome project uh, that is supposed to be one of the world's most comprehensive genome projects. Can you elude a little of what kind of the, the order of magnitude is there and what your, what your drivers are for, for embarking on this? Okay. Uh, genomics is not new in uh, UAE. We had the small projects mm-hmm. uh, by research centers, some of the universities, And some of the providers, uh, they have done small scale of kind of uh, genomic uh, research and studies, uh, sample data of around 7,000. Okay. And some others on a smaller scale. Uh, this genomic project uh, is not going to be done in uh, at a big bang as a big project from the beginning, mm-hmm. but it's going to cover a bigger kind of uh, Population. Uh, population. Yeah. So uh, the proposition is to start with initially 7,000 and mm-hmm. then go to uh, 10,000 and then cover the the whole population of UAE nationals of around wow. uh, 1 million. Wow. And uh, a time frame, uh, we're talking again speed here or? Um... Uh, this is definitely, there is against the speed, but in terms of the time, it's still not being finalized. Yeah. But the expectation that If the infrastructure can be built in terms of mm-hmm. the biobank, in terms of the data, data center is already somehow is available with the partner who will be executing this project. So the element of doing the sequences and the sampling and all of that uh, can be done in uh, a year time. But I think the, the biggest challenge is about you're going to have all of it, but then uh, about the information the informatics that you're going to generate and how we are going to go about uh, making use of this rich data that will be available. From uh, Department of Health, we want to uh, link, and this is some of the use cases already we have seen elsewhere. It becomes interesting when you link the genomics uh, information, the bioinformatics, but also with typical clinical data, as well as other social data. And this is where, as us as a Department and of Health, we want to bring all of this together into one platform. And, and this is where the magic will happen. And this you, is where, yes. Yeah, if, if, if you have your, uh, I'm getting excited now, if you have your uh, My Health Code, if you have your EHR records uh, more broadly, if you have the genome project tying in, and if you combine these bits and pieces into one system, you have proper readouts and and, and insights generation. So yeah, great strategy ahead, I would say. If I may just ask, if we would re-meet, let's say in 10 years from now, and I would ask you at that time then, what was your biggest surprise or advancement over the last 10 years? What do you think you would answer? In healthcare, of course. In healthcare, the biggest answer, it has to be done with diabetes, mm-hmm. uh, because this is something of a big concern for us, and uh, having a rate that will drop uh, significantly from what we have now. Okay. 
Uh, so big advancements, big advancements in, in diabetes. In diabetes. And we think a lot of things can happen around it in terms of uh, catching people from their childhood mm-hmm. and uh, make them aware about uh, the risk of diabetes, uh, but as well as controlling the, uh, you know, the, the food intake, the nutrition, and as well as making people more active and uh, engaged. Super. No, thanks for sharing that, uh, also that futuristic vision. Let's try to jointly summarize uh, what the key takeaways were of, of the last uh, 30, 40 minutes that we, that we jointly had together. What's your, what's your key takeaway um, uh, from your perspective that, that we just discussed? The main takeaway, and this is what we discussed now, and also this is coming very strong within the, uh, the last two days of this uh, forum retreat, is understanding the, the global uh, trend and the uh, the concept of the uh, platform business platform kind of uh, technologies and uh, it is something that we we have to pursue it in a way that we going to benefit uh, us as a country but as well as as a community and the patient the opportunities are there and as you mentioned and we discussed it has to go into parallel kind of uh, route mm-hmm. that we do our own but as well as we plug in into uh, the big changes that's happening or the big platform players uh, that at some stage they will transform the healthcare. And beside that, if I may just add to that openness uh, to, to see outside of uh, the UAE world, so to say, to me is that that pace of change that is lived here, I mean, from 2017 to 2020, uh, basically installing an end-to-end EHR system is astonishing uh, and great to see that it is possible uh, technically and, and even taking people with you along that journey and it's a very vibrant uh, area um, I've learned where you do a lot when it comes to my health coach when it comes to the genome project and tying that back to the EHR set and yes of course some of it is in a pilot stage but you're active you're doing something at the same time remaining open to as you rightly say the the multinationals also piloting something at their ends and see where we're ending up potentially jointly. So thank you very much indeed, Ahmed, for this very fruitful conversation that we had. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. And I hope uh, everyone listening to our podcast did enjoy that conversation as much as I did. If you want to have more information, please do visit our strategy and website and download our latest thinking around the future of health. And stay tuned as we are in our next episode are going to talk about another perspective from a big pharma multinational. So thanks a lot for listening and have a great day. Strategy and strategy made real.